Welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. This show is for women over 40 who are trying to create balance in their life when it comes to food, body, self-care, and wellness. You struggle to put yourself first, to maintain consistency when something isn't perfect, or maybe you feel like you don't have enough time or willpower to achieve the goals you desire. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankiewicz, registered dietitian and nutritionist. I've worked with women like you achieve their goals by focusing on the next best step, no matter how messy, and meeting you where you are right now. In this show, you'll learn practical information, actionable strategies, and mindset tweaks so that you can feel healthier, more comfortable in your body, and make choices that work for your life. Come join me in failing forward one imperfect step at a time into the journey of health, wellness, and self-care. Welcome to your new project. Hey ladies, welcome back to the show and happy new year. So this is the time of the year when there's a blank slate and everyone's trying to figure out what you're going to do in the new year. What's your resolution going to be? And so today, I wanted to talk about three actionable steps that I want you to start considering when it comes to what you want to achieve in the new year. And really starting to not think of it as resolutions, but really creating a roadmap for yourself to get you to the goal that you want to achieve this year. So listen in. So most people are so excited that there is this blank slate. And I'm right there with you. And you're going to start getting some generic weight loss advice that probably won't really even be specific to your life or your circumstances. And you're going to start getting like, you're going to start seeing commercials on TV about different diets and different things like that. So I wanted to really start to figure out a way that we can really have you start instead of relying on hope and motivation to get you to your goals, some actionable steps that you can take so that you feel like you have a little bit more control over the things that you're trying to achieve this year. And it will hopefully move you forward on to what you want, where you want to be in the next year. So the three steps that I'm going to talk about today are the first one is reflect and release. The second step is this mindset piece or preparing and dreaming. And the third step is determining what, how you're going to measure your success. So what metrics are you going to use? So how I ended up in this whole idea is that I have this planner that I love. It's called the Soul Planner, S-O-L. I get no money for it. I don't, I'm not promoting it. I love it. So it's probably my third year that I've been using it and I love planners. I always have. I think that's the perfectionist in me. But I also have a shit ton of like copy books and journals that I use and bring out at the beginning of the year that I maybe write like one or two sentences in and then I never look at it until the next year, which is what I just did today. I found a whole bunch of those journals. And so perhaps you're like that too, right? So as part of one of the things that I like about that planner, this is my third year in using it, is that there's a lot of prompts in there that make me reflect on my last year. And I like that because I feel like sometimes 
we are so focused on like the negative stuff and the things that we didn't achieve at this time of the year. I feel like this is, we're excited that there's a blank slate, but there's also this feeling like, oh shit, I didn't do anything I wanted to do. I've been eating like shit. I feel like shit. My body feels terrible. I'm in a lot of pain. I don't feel good. And so I want you to really reflect on some of the things this year. And I'm going to have you, I'm going to ask you like three different questions that I want you to think about. And I think that Having this reflection on how the year went is a way that you can really start to figure out what's going on, what you achieved, what you want to work on, and and really kind of dig a little bit deeper in that. I believe that if we want to continue working on ourselves, then we kind of need to know, especially if we want to do something different for next year, we kind of need to know how the year went. And this is good things, bad things, all of it. And then getting to a place that like, if it's not serving you to try to release it or to leave it in 2022. So I think that I'm going to ask you three questions, and even though this is a health, wellness, self-care podcast, you can ask yourself these questions for any part of your life that you want to work on, and this could be your physical health, your mental health, relationships, a job, anything. And so the first question I want to ask you is, what did you enjoy most about this year? What brought you joy, and what are you so happy about that you did? Now, for me, This is a very hard step to be like, oh, to really dig deep. And so because I had my journal from last, not my journal, my soul planner from last year, I was able to kind of go through and look at the successes that I had and what brought me joy. And I was surprised. So for example, think think about the last year that you've had, right? Because maybe you'll be surprised at some of the successes that are that are in there that you may have forgotten. Did you spend time with your friends or your family that maybe you didn't previously because of COVID? Did you have vacations that you were able to take this year? Did you have some growth in a career that was really important to you? Did you work on something that was really hard for, me, for you? Did you start seeing a therapist? Did you start working out? Was there a relationship that you felt you were able to be vulnerable and you found that to be really powerful and wonderful? It's important to ask yourself this question, one, because I think that we forget the successes, we forget what brings us joy, and I think that it's important to emphasize and continue to do the things that brought you joy. And so if you found these things, once you pick them out, that you felt created a lot of joy within you, why wouldn't you want to continue them into the new year? And so once you know these things, then you can bring it into the new year and make a point of doing more of this because it makes you feel good and you feel proud and you feel a lot of joy. So that's the first question. What did you enjoy the most? What brought you joy? What made you proud? The second question I want to ask you is what sucked the life out of you this year? Caused you fear, anxiety, dread. You just overall hate it doing it. So these are things, maybe these are still some things that you have to do, but maybe there's a way that you either don't have to do it or you can do it less or modify it in the new year. So for instance, maybe you're someone who is like a people pleaser, or maybe you're someone who doesn't like to say no, but you continue to make cookies for the school and you don't really have the time, you don't enjoy it. Maybe it could be something like, maybe you have some self-limiting beliefs that aren't serving you anymore. Maybe you're full of self-hate or criticism. 
Maybe you are always beating up on yourself or not caring, not taking care of yourself in the way that you want it. Maybe you're not acting towards your kids or responding towards your kids or loved ones the way that you want it. Maybe you have a job that you don't like or a long commute that you hate. And so it's important to really figure out what what these are because when you figure it out, maybe you can do something differently because it's your choice. Like, do you want to continue to have those same beliefs? Do you want to continue to do those same behaviors? Do you want to continue that relationship in the same way that it is now? Do you want to keep that job? Do you want to have a shorter commute? It's important to know that these that these thoughts are there and to bring awareness to it because once you know and that you have that awareness, then you can start to get clear on what you want to choose to continue to do in the new year or what you want to try to leave behind in 2002 or perhaps modify it in a way that feels like it brings you a little bit more closer aligned with what your goals are. And also it's, it kind of gives you this place that you can dream to figure out what would you do differently if you could do it. And so this question, I know it's going to be a place that most of us easily go to and we judge it, but I want you to think about it as a way that it's providing you information into how you want your life to look differently, how you want to create awareness And then it gives you this idea or this power that you can have the choice to do something different, to either continue to do it, to not deal with it right now, to do something different, or maybe to even just modify in a way that feels like it's a little bit more manageable for your life. And so this is also a way for you to if you decide that you don't want to do it anymore, to release it, to to leave it in the past and not bring it forward with you into the new year. I know that sounds a lot easier said than done, but I think once you have some kind of awareness, then you can kind of start to figure out like what, what where you need to go with that. And if you have a harder time at that, trying to figure out ways that you can get support to help you with those answers. And the third question I want to ask you is actually a question that was in the planner in some capacity where I thought it was pretty profound because I haven't really asked myself this, but like, in what area did you spend a lot of your energy? So that could be your time, your energy, your resources, where you didn't feel like you got a lot of return. So this could be maybe you spent a lot of money on something that you didn't really feel like you used or benefited from. Maybe you spent a lot of energy or just a lot of time on something that you didn't feel like really served you. So some examples could be maybe you are in some kind of relationship that you didn't feel like was evenly distributed, and maybe you felt like you were putting more time and energy into than the other person. Um, Maybe it's a diet that you've been doing that you've been on and off, um, but you spent a lot of emotional energy on it, and you didn't really feel like it worked for you. Maybe it was you were spending a lot of time on Netflix, so it could be like time that you're spending and you are spending a lot of energy or you're spending a lot of time doing it because you're trying to avoid or procrastinate. This is one that I do when I was looking back 
And so there's no judgment here. It's just really trying to figure out where you're spending your time, your money, or your energy. And trying to figure out, is that something that you want to continue to do? Is it something that you're doing because you liked doing it? Was it something that you were doing to avoid or procrastinate or, you know, not feel like you want it to be uncomfortable. Also, this would also look like your social media. Like, where are you spending time on social media? Is that serving you? Do you feel like it's making you feel good about yourself? Is it helping you achieve your goals? Or is it making you feel like shit and you're comparing yourself and all the things that you don't have? And so this is just an invitation and to give you permission to really dig into this and figure out and look back and figure out, do you want something differently? Do you want to continue doing all the same things in the same way? Or do you want to do something differently this year? And if you choose that you want to do differently, what does that look like for you? How would you have to do something differently? All right, so that's the first step, reflecting and releasing anything that you feel like you are not willing to, that you're not willing to take into the new year. The second step is, this mindset piece. So this preparation or dreaming piece, but basically it's this idea that so many people, I feel like at this time of the year, you're going to see like all these like before and after pictures, right? It usually has to do with weight loss or how much somebody exercise. And so there are these big changes in these before and after pictures, but typically what's missing in that is this mindset piece. And I think it's because that mindset piece is the is the journey, is the progress. And that's the part that I think is the hardest part, right? This is what we're talking about now, like that journey. And it's so subtle that those changes usually happen over time. It's not you went from one to 100 and there was nothing in between, right? So they happen so subtly and we focus so much on the external stuff that we really forget that there's this internal piece and there's this internal and subtle shift that happens when somebody is making a a really big lifestyle change. And so that's why I wanted you to look back and reflect on what kind of how it was, because I think you need to do that in order to move forward and to really figure out what those subtle changes that are occurring in other people will occur in you too. And so based on those self-reflection questions, really trying to figure out What do you want to bring forward into the new year and what do you want to leave behind? And in this step, it's going to rely a lot on this mindset piece of challenging old beliefs that you have, letting go of fear, pushing through hard things, figuring out what your excuses are, figuring out any of the distractions that take you away from your goal. And then once you know those things, then you can figure out you can anticipate them and you can figure out what to do differently. So last week I had, um, I republished an episode on what you can learn from failed diets. And why I did that is I wanted to prep you for, first of all, I think it's really helpful. And second, I wanted to prep you for this episode. In the next couple weeks, we're going to talk about like different diets and things like that or programs out there. So if there's any that you're interested in that you want me to talk about, send me an email at info at trishard.com. But essentially, there's a lot that can be learned from going through that process. So most of the people, again, when we're talking about these before and after pictures and these subtle shifts that are happening that you don't see, most of the time, those people have failed a million times, right? We don't see that. We just see the progress. 
But for anything that you do, failure is necessary for growth. Nobody likes to do it. Nobody wants to do it. But a lot of times there is a lot of things that you learn about yourself. You learn about some of the things that you think. You learn about the distractions. You learn about the excuses. So I think there's a lot of information that can be gleaned from that. In terms of being aware and trying to figure out how you can anticipate that. So once you're able to really figure out that stuff, like are you, what are the distractions that are taking you away? And what are some of the common excuses? Then you can really start to anticipate how to do things differently so that you can move closer to what it is and become more in line with what it is that you're trying to see, what you're trying to achieve. And I think once you do those subtle little changes over time, they lead to really big results that are positive. So for example, if you know that you're somebody who you emotionally eat when things get really hard, or you feel after a couple weeks of January, you start to feel really hopeless and you don't know how you can change something. Or if you're somebody who keeps telling yourself that you can't do it. Or if you're somebody who is on Netflix or social media to avoid or distract yourself on conflict or any uncomfortable feelings, that's really helpful to know. Because if you're emotionally eating, then you can start to pick out, okay, it's creating awareness. I'm feeling like crap. Oh my gosh, I'm doing it. So that you can start to figure out ways to counterbalance that. If you're feeling hopeless, trying to figure out like, do I need to reach out to a therapist? Do I need to reach out to a coach to help me? By knowing what it is that might trigger you or what you're telling yourself, then you can seek out the help that you need to get you to where you want to go instead of suffering and going at it alone or just blissfully unaware and not wanting to do anything about it. So I think some of the common excuses that people use is important too. I'm too tired. Well, if you're too tired, then maybe you want to do something at a different time of the day. So being aware of the things that you're telling yourself is a way that you can make things different and that you don't follow in the same pattern of behavior. So this whole mindset piece is a way that you can start to challenge the behavior so that you can choose a different pattern of thinking, of behaving as the new year progresses. So it'll bring you closer to where you want to be. Now, I'm not saying that you won't fail during this time. You will, you hundred percent will, but it'll just give you more and more information. But just keep going, right? So if, because what this step is going to do is it's going to tell you what's not working in order to move forward. And so it's this way that you can be like, okay, let me, let me see if this is working. What am I telling myself that you're checking in with yourself and really trying to figure out if you need a therapist, if you need a coach, do you need to follow somebody else different on social media? That's going to take you closer and be more positive to what you're trying to achieve. Do you need to listen to books and podcasts and things that are going to just put you in a mindset that you feel like you're okay with moving forward. And that's going to challenge you and take you to a place that's going to be able to get you closer to the goal that you're trying to achieve. So this step is going to be focused on, again, it's going to be focused on distractions, excuses, and just trying to figure out the stuff that you're telling yourself and trying to figure out, would you need to stop doing these things or modify or tweak these things in order to achieve the goal that you want this year? And the last step is how you can measure your success. So 
what metric is it that you're going to use that you're going to be able to determine your success and how often are you going to use it? So a lot of times the focus is on the scale. It's focused on the scale and it's not focused on the behavior. So I want you to start thinking about the behavior that's going to get you to the goal and not the scale. The scale ends up being something that measures our self-worth, that measures our valuableness in the world, but it doesn't tell us anything about what we're doing on a daily basis to get us to the goals that we're trying to do. And so you can have a number on the scale that maybe feels great, but you're not really doing anything to get you to where you want to be. And so this is why it's important to kind of really start to figure out what it is and how you're going to measure the behavior. Again, the focus is on what behavior you're going to do to get to your goal. And so let's talk about this idea of goals. At this time of the year, people will will start to do goals such as, I want to lose weight. I want to feel better in my body. So that's the bigger goal. I don't want to get diabetes. I want my hemoglobin at A1C to be better. I want to drink less. I want to feel stronger. I want to feel more energized. I want to have a better sleep schedule. So that's the bigger goal. But I want you to start thinking about what are the behaviors that you're going to have to do to get to that bigger goals. And these behaviors are things that you're going to do every day. You're going to be having to do every week. You're going to have to reflect back on monthly and then yearly, ideally. And so typically with goals, I'll leave this. I also did an episode on SMART goals, and I'm sure you're all aware of these, but I'll just kind of, I'll just kind of briefly sum it up. That SMART goals are goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic or relevant, and time-bound. So these are goals that are not going to be as generic as I want to lose weight. They're going to be, this is going to be your roadmap. This is going to be part of your roadmap, right? First, you know what successes you want to keep doing. Then what things maybe you want to modify. And then the second part, other part of your roadmap is the mindset piece. Okay, what what's working for me? How, what am I really doing well with my mindset? And what has to be different? Or what do I need to challenge? Or what what excuses am I going to say? Anticipating them. And then the third part is how you're measuring your goal. So like, what are you doing every week? What are you doing every day? And how often are you doing it? So Basically, if your goal is that you want to lose weight, what are you doing to get there? Breaking that bigger goal down into something that's much more specific. So I'll leave that, that, that smart goals link in my podcast if you want to get further into that. But I would say it would be things, how much water are you drinking every day? How much protein are you eating at breakfast? How many fruits and veggies are you eating? How many workouts are you want to do this week? And having it, I like to say weekly because I think that it's helpful to go to know what the bigger goal is and then to go back each week and be like, okay, I did this three times this week. Because then you can really start to figure out if you're doing the behavior that will get you to your goal. Again, you're creating this roadmap. And if you're not trying to figure out Go back to the second step. Okay, what mindset piece am I telling myself? Do I need to adjust that? Or looking at the behaviors that you're doing. Does that does something need to change? Do I need does, is something not working for me? Is it what you're doing each day? Is it the excuses? It really just helps you identify what it is that needs to change so that you can tweak it so that you can continue to move forward. And again, you're going to have to do that a million times because it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. And for each goal you have, you're going to have different things that work and don't work. 
I feel like a lot of my work as a dietitian is going back and tweaking and going through everybody's process. Okay, why did you do this? Why not that? Can you do something different? And then if that doesn't work, really digging a little bit deeper into the mindset piece of it, which is really helpful. So for you trying to figure out what do you need to do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis to get to the bigger goal that you want to achieve. And I like having it like on a week or monthly basis where you're reviewing it because it allows you again to like have a time period that you need to judge it so that you're not getting to this place a year from now where you're like, oh, back in the same place. And so this piece is helpful because it will let you know what to do how often you need to do it, how realistic it is for your life, and when you want to achieve it by. And so I like, you can find like habit trackers. I'll probably, I'll create one too. So you can subscribe to my email list on trishard.com and I'll send you something too. But basically, I'll send it out on my email this week. But basically, there's like a habit tracker. And each day, you at the top, you just basically put like what habit it is that you want to do. And then you just look forward and you say, okay, this week, you plan out like on Sunday, this week, I'm going to meal prep. Okay, great. And then you cross it off. But so you did that one, right? Or you say this week, I'm going to eat out one day instead of three, or this day I'm going to exercise or this week, I'm going to exercise three times this week. So it just gives you a way that you can track your habit. So that over the ends of the week, you can be like, all right, I said that I wanted to exercise three days this week. Okay, I was able to do that. So I'll continue to do that in the next week or three times was not realistic for my life. So maybe I can go back and do two and to be okay with it. And so what I like to do is to have something that you do, that you check in, that you have a habit tracker that you check in weekly at the end of the week. I like to pick a day and I would tell you to pick a day once a week to just review what you're doing. And then at the end of the month, figure out what behaviors you were doing and if it took you to the goal that you're trying to achieve. So the metric here is going to be if you're, you know, some of the metrics are going to be easier to measure. So if you want to feel stronger, right, that might be a little bit easier because you can look back and be like, okay, I exercise this. I'm able to do more things. Maybe you won't feel strong in a month, but maybe in two months you will. Reduce your risk of diabetes. Maybe that might be something that you might not see that result right away. So maybe that's like a bigger goal that you want to do because you're not going to be able to measure that. Maybe you want to feel like you're more energized, that's a goal that you're going to be able to start feeling as the weeks go by. So the goal here is that you are setting things and behaviors that you do every day to get to the bigger goal and that each week and each month, and then at the end of the year, you reflect on the things that worked and the things that didn't work because this helps you be an active participate in your life and not just a passive observer as life goes by. And this allows you to take ownership over what you're doing and to be actively participating in your life so that you're not relying on hope and motivation to do things. I think that's what happens a lot of times is you're like, oh, I hope I can lose weight, but then not really like doing anything actionable that you're that's going to make that happen. It's just a hope. Or maybe you're doing something, I hope I don't get diabetes, but you're really not doing anything to prevent it. So I do believe that just setting a goal for yourself each week 
of things that you want to do. And again, I wouldn't say do like a million things at one time. I would just set one goal. I would say this week, I want to see if I can exercise three days. Maybe I'm picking Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then I'll revisit on Friday if I did it. And then I'll revisit it next week. It can be something as simple as that. I would not do a million things at once. I would just pick one goal, make it simple. Maybe for you is you want to eat out less. So your goal this week is maybe I'll meal plan on on Sunday. Well, then on Sunday, you check it. Did I meal plan? Okay, what got in the way? So it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It just has to be one thing. And then once you get really good at that one thing, so once you decide, I'm becoming really good at meal prepping, I can do it this time. All right, great, that worked. Or maybe you were able to exercise Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now you find a new habit that's going to help you because you got that down. You've been practicing it for a month. You're good to go. All right, now I want to see if I can get more fruits and veggies in my diet. Okay, I'm going to eat more one more vegetable at dinner. So it's not, I think we all think it's like this one change and it's this one way that we can do things, but it isn't. It's really personalized to you and it's trying to figure out one thing that over time you can build on to get to the bigger goal that you want to do. And the metric is important because it allows you to have a time that you go back and that you analyze it to see if it's working. And so again, the goal of all of this is so that you can be an active participant in your life and you don't feel like you have to keep that you have to keep setting New Year's resolutions every year because you're doing the behaviors on a daily basis or weekly basis or monthly basis that are going to get you to the goal that you really desire. So as a recap, the first step that you're going to do is you're going to get into this place where you're reflecting and releasing. The second step, you're going to be getting and figuring out this mindset piece. And the third piece is trying to figure out what metric it is that you're going to measure your success. And this will be probably with a habit tracker, keeping track of how much water you're drinking, how much protein you're eating, how much, how many days you worked out, how many days you did self-care, a way, a metric that's not the scale that shows the behaviors that you're doing and then reviewing it. That's the other piece, reviewing it, whether it's weekly, monthly, whatever, just that you're able to review it. And so what I would say to you today before we end this episode is that if you can try to spend some time over the next couple of days reflecting on the things that brought you joy this year, the things that were successful and that you're really proud of, and then also trying to figure out things that maybe you don't, that you're ready to let go of, that you don't need to have anymore. And really reflecting on like where you're spending your time and your energy. And if you enjoy doing that, or if you want to do something different. And all of this is, it's it's coming from a place that it's going to hopefully lead you so that you're more in line with with who you are and the life that you're trying to to give to yourself. And then most importantly, it's providing a roadmap for you. It really allows you to see what it is that's working, what doesn't, and what you need to modify. It's going to help you test things, tweak it, and revise everything based on what works and what doesn't work. And like anything, reach out to me if you have any questions. The goal here is just that you spend some time reflecting on your life, reflecting on the last year, and then making adjustments that you feel like is important for you to live the life that you deserve and that you desire. Remember that it's progress over perfection and that any step forward, no matter how small it may seem, will take you closer to the life that you desire and that you deserve.
So I'll see you guys back here next week. I will again talk about some topics. You're gonna hear all this, you're gonna hear all these different diets, and you're gonna hear all these different things. So I'm gonna try to dive into that in the next couple weeks. And again, if you have anything that you want me to cover, please feel free to email me at info at trishard.com. I'll see you guys back here next week. Have a good week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. Don't forget to grab your freebie. You can find the link in your show notes or over at trishard.com. I'll see you back here next week.